0: listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Erica. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink and stay a while. Hey friend. Hey friend. Today we're going to talk about our experiences
1: with transitions in motherhood. We'll reflect on what it's been like to become mothers, how we've changed, how we've stayed the same, and what motherhood transitions we're currently experiencing. Before we get into this conversation, however, we want to remind everyone that our Winter Book Club episode will air on February 26th, and we'll be reading the novel Once Upon a River by Diane Setterfield. We hope you'll get a copy of the book and join us. All right, now let's get into this topic of transitions around motherhood. I really love, um, I really love this topic. I think this
0: was a listener suggestion of some sort, Mm, wasn't it? I think so. Like, would like to hear more about that transition. We have very wise listeners. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so thinking about
1: looking back at the transition from not being a mother to becoming a mother, um, I have a few questions. First, what are the most significant ways that you've changed or grown?
0: Man, Okay. Um, We're going to talk about some ways that we've stayed the same in a minute. And I think that that's important um, because I think I've, I felt a little panicky and I think that some other people might feel the same way. Mm -hmm. Like, am I going to even recognize myself, you know? Or if you're in the early ness of it, wondering a lot changes, but like you bring yourself to that. So that's like an overall statement that I want to make first of all. But I think the biggest thing is that first of all, like there is nothing like kids to hold up a mirror for yourself like you cannot hide behind you know adults kind of know how to work around some of your quirks especially if you've been with your partner for a long time it's like you've you've worked out your rhythms and your maybe topics that you just Mm -hmm. kind of like Mm -hmm. tread carefully on or whatever and like kids don't care about any of that and especially like for me personally being starting motherhood when my kids were the ages one and three you have fairly aware, fairly button testing mm-hmm. children mm-hmm. delivered to you mm-hmm. <laughs> while you're like still try- like you're kind of reeling from the change. So that was intense. I think mm-hmm. just that fact alone yeah. was super intense for me. And I've talked about that a lot before, but, um, so the biggest thing is I just feel like I know myself better mm. because there are dark corners and, or just, things you do kind of subconsciously without even realizing it Mm -hmm. that are suddenly brought into the light when you have kids. So that's a plus and a minus. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously that's hard. Yeah. Um, but you I I do feel like I know myself better, Mm -hmm. uh, what my strengths are, what my weaknesses are, what I need to work on, Mm -hmm. um, kind of things I really like about myself or that I Mm -hmm. bring to the table. It just all is illuminated with kids. (laughs) Um, I think that I am definitely a little bit more anxious okay. uh, or maybe more aware of it and not mm. in a worry, um, a worrying way. I don't worry about my kids a ton, but I feel like there's just like a, things are just heightened a little mm. bit. Okay. And I think for me... Um, I guess anxiety comes out more as like control issues and mm-hmm. irritability. Mm-hmm. So it really, but it really is anxiety at the root of it and mm-hmm. wanting to make sure they're okay and mm-hmm. that they grew up to be good people. And there's just this heightened, you know, everything seems like it takes on a little bit more importance yeah. when you have kids. Yeah. Um, for me, my boundaries were made more clear uh-huh. uh like when you things that you put up with maybe from difficult relationships or whatever just when it's you or just you and your partner all of a sudden are like very not okay when you have mm-hmm. kids and maybe some other people don't feel that way that's that's what happened to me is it mm-hmm. just became, like your world just becomes smaller mm-hmm. and the things you give a crap about <laughs> tend yeah. to become um, smaller too, like the the pool of things you can give your energy to. And so therefore you can keep giving your energy out and feel, you know, depleted, or you can say, Nope, not doing that. You know? So for me, that's what it turned into is just like boundaries became clear. Some relationships ended, Mm -hmm. honestly, some, um, really changed Mm -hmm. how they, how they functioned, but, and some became better Mm -hmm. because we had some hard talks about Mm -hmm. some good things. So
1: I think that makes sense because you
0: kind of know
1: as yourself, okay? I understand this. I understand maybe what's good or what's bad. It's mm-hmm. bringing it to me. Well, first of all, it probably clarifies that, yes. but then but then your kids who don't have a say whether or not right. like you're that gatekeeper. Right. I can see how that puts it in a whole different perspective. Right. Yeah. And and it can be
0: for the better for you too. Like actually if if yeah. I wouldn't let my kids be exposed Why am I to putting this. Up with it? Right. Um I also think I just became more organized, mm. weirdly, which mm-hmm. uh, the kids added chaos for sure. But right. I'd also like any, I don't know. I just feel like one way that I felt like I could keep things, you know, under control or under, mm-hmm. I could function is to be mm-hmm. more organized. Mm-hmm. And so I'm actually more organized with kids than I was without mm-hmm. them. Because I can, I could be right without them, <laughs> you know, I could yeah. be disorganized. right? So Yeah. Those are some of the main ways that I think I've changed.
1: Okay. Those are big. Um, Yeah. This was interesting, actually. Now that I've been a mother for almost seven years, it almost was kind of hard to be like, well, what was I like before? Putting yourself back Yeah. And I do think so much of it, like you said, and we'll get into it about how we've stayed the same. I do think so much of it ultimately has been leaning more into myself into the ways that I already was knowing yourself. Yeah. And just like, heightening kind of those aspects of my life. So but I did think of some ways that I feel like I've changed and grown. Um, I think a really significant one for me. Um, because I was a full-time working mom for quite a while, and I was working full-time when I had Mm. Dash, is just my enjoyment and fulfillment of of the work that I, in particular, was doing outside of the home really shifted. Yeah, Um, I was working at this job I really loved, and I just very specifically remember thinking, um, I was actually pretty new in the job that I was working in when I got pregnant with Mm -hmm. Dash, but I just thought, you know what, I love my job. Mm -hmm. And we've got this great daycare situation set up, like it's going to be fine. yeah. And it really took me by surprise just how that kind of rocked my world. Like even if you're going to a job that you really enjoy Mm -hmm. and see the value in it, just still how hard that Mm was. Um, Like just kind of balancing those different priorities, Mm -hmm. kind of some days feeling relieved to be at work, other days feeling conflicted to mm-hmm. be at work, I think that just took me by surprise and then ultimately, I did find over the years, and I think partly it was probably having kids like I said, clarified priorities yes, yes. Um, that I wanted to be spending more time on my creative work. I also just wanted more autonomy mm-hmm. in my schedule. Mm-hmm. But I think then having kids too, it sort of forces that priority. And I was just finding over time... I was feeling less fulfilled by my work at the same time that then you have these other priorities outside of work and needing to say, well, I'm having a harder and harder time justifying spending all this time at this thing that is not really bringing me fulfillment when right. I have these other things right. outside of work that I would rather be spending time on. So time tried.
0: becomes more precious Yes, when you have kids because exactly. they, they dictate a lot of it. And so. Exactly. Um, I think overall
1: I've become a more patient and more empathetic person. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an example of, I do feel like I already was Mm -hmm. in those ways, Mm -hmm. but I just see myself even more so, um, and I think just over the course of since becoming a mom, mm-hmm. like I have worked yeah. on those. They give you so many opportunities oh, on a yeah. daily basis. Work everyone to will get work on more that. patient, I promise. Exactly. <laughs> um, I think I've become more patient and understanding in my relationship with Chris. I think mm-hmm. both of us have. Mm-hmm. I think just so too. because there's nothing there's no other type of teamwork like like truly needing to be on a team yeah. than in parenting yeah. and going through those hard parenting times, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I just feel like I see us being more understanding of each other, um, wanting to give that other person like the things that they need in their life, you know, making sure like we each have our time to follow our pursuits, to exercise, Mm -hmm. to see friends, to see family, Mm -hmm. things like that. So I think that has happened even more so. Um, I think I have just a a different and deeper understanding of my own parents and my Mm, in-laws now that I am a parent, you know, now that I see how much I love my kids and I just think that's how much they still love me and still love Chris. And so I think sometimes like maybe especially like from an in-law perspective and I have wonderful Mm in-laws, but just... Yeah. Realizing like, yeah, they do want to spend all this time with him or of course they want to help out in these ways. Like that's coming just from this place of love that I'm going to want to do for my kids one day. So I just have found that kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. I think I've gotten better about identifying the type of help that I need and putting it Mm -hmm. in place. Yes. And that is definitely something that I didn't have at the beginning of motherhood that I wish I had. But over time, you just see it is so much worth it. And uh, I mean, now I have more bandwidth to kind of see what type of help mm-hmm. I need. I think at the beginning, you kind of don't even know. You don't know. even
0: know what's going to make it better. Exactly. It all feels so overwhelming that right. you're like, I know you're willing to help me, but literally... I don't even know where to plug I don't you in. even know where to start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any... And, yeah. I don't know. It's all hard. <laughs> exactly. And I could feel like such a
1: mess. Like yeah. I didn't even it just felt so vulnerable to even yeah. have like a good friend yeah. even see me where I was like, I don't even know or how like to tell them to help work mm-hmm. to even figure right. out how to help. You exactly. Know? Just, yeah. Exactly. Um, I will say kind of like, um, you were reflecting, I do feel even more organized mm-hmm. and, and way more committed to a minimal, simplified life. Yeah. Kids yeah. like really clarified that for us. Mm-hmm. And Chris and I are such on the same page. I think we... I definitely remember before kids, Chris and I loving to take stuff, take stuff to goodwill and whatnot. But I mean, there's nothing like having kids, like having... Oh additional people, yes. all that additional stuff all that suddenly stuff. it was like, yeah, this junk, get it out of mm-hmm. here. Like I need some clear space in my mm-hmm. head, in my life, in my house. <laughs> yeah.
0: Never been to Goodwill so often as with exactly, kids. Exactly. <laughs>
1: totally. Um, and I think maybe the last thing, just needing more downtime in my schedule yeah. and being more willing to say no, because yeah. I know how important like it is to protect those precious hours, either just at home as a family with nothing to do Mm -hmm. or just that I know, yeah, I don't, I cannot handle being out more than about one evening a week because I just need to decompress. Totally.
0: Yeah. And that time at home is just going to be on time, right? Like so often. Mm -hmm. And so like the true, true downtime is even more precious because you're still working real hard with kids at home. It's just a subset of that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what about the ways that you have stayed the same? I love this question so much because I really feel like in most ways, um, I, I really felt like, um, first of all, I think that there's this romanticized narrative that your world is turned upside down and you are not the same person Mm -hmm. and that that's how it should be. Mm -hmm. Check yourself at the door, especially Mm -hmm. as a mom. Mm -hmm. I don't think the same narrative is necessarily given to dads. Mm -hmm. Um, everything in commercials at Mother's Day and, you Uh, know, media in even just the way I feel like maybe... Um, sometimes like parents or in-laws talk about it because they're more removed from it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they have this nostalgic way of looking Mm -hmm. back at it and like, oh yeah, I can't even remember, you know, who I was before you or, Mm -hmm. you know, those kinds of things. I do think that, um, I am glad I'm still the same person. Mm -hmm. And I think that losing yourself to your kids completely is sometimes praised as being a good Mm. mom. And I think it's, in my opinion, it's very detrimental Mm. and it doesn't do your kids any favors. Mm -hmm. I think that your your kids don't need a perfect mom. They need you Mm -hmm. as a whole person. Mm -hmm. And so I think that um, it's okay to parent with your personality. Mm -hmm. I feel like I parent as who I am. And that means I bring you know, the hard parts of my personality, but it also means I bring the strengths Mm -hmm. and the confidence I hope I'm instilling in them and the silliness sometimes Mm -hmm. and, you know, those kinds of things. And so I think knowing your strengths and weaknesses and then working with them. Mm -hmm. And again, they will point it out real quick, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I think sometimes what we do and what I definitely did at first too, was like fight against all of that. Mm -hmm. Like, well, this is the kind of mom they need. And especially there was this extra layer of pressure. I think, um, with becoming a mom the way that I did and with kids with background trauma of Mm -hmm. like, I can't ever get loud with them or I'm ruining them or I can't be sarcastic because they're going to be too sensitive Mm -hmm. and they're not going to understand. Well, if you've been listening to this show for more than one episode, (laughs) you know, that's who I am. I'm like boisterous and I am sarcastic and like they, that's going to be a value to them as long as I'm not mean about it, obviously, you know, but I felt very, um, torn or this pressure to like fully immerse myself mm-hmm. um and not necessarily be who I was yeah. and then there was it was a little bit of hard it was hard that way because there was like legal like they weren't legally mine yet yeah. i couldn't yeah. like if i if they had a bruise too big i had to document right. it you know what i mean yeah. if i wanted to be more free range or right. more yeah. it was so there was a lot of constraints that looking back now I see where really I had more flexibility than I thought Mm. I did but when someone's coming with a clipboard every month you feel like I'm sure no matter how amazing those social workers are you feel this constant pressure to be some certain way you know right so I just think that that was extra for me but I think every parent feels that Mm. every new mom Mm -hmm. feels that like well what kind of mom do I want to be and if I'm this kind of mom now like Am I setting, you know, you just start Mm -hmm. going down the path of like, Mm -hmm. you can change though. You Mm -hmm. can evolve. Your parenting will evolve as you evolve. And like, that's all okay and normal. And Um, like, if you
1: have this idealistic version of the type of mom you're wanting to be, and that's not coming easily or, or honestly, sometimes you actually don't know how to get there. Right. You know, like that could just be very.
0: Confusing. Yeah. And I think realizing, like, I am not the mom that sits down on the floor and plays my little ponies, Mm -hmm. but I love to take them shopping and do girly little, you know, do Mm -hmm. their makeup, play makeup Mm -hmm. or play nails or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. there are other things that I bring to the table. So I should just lean into those Mm -hmm. and not um, be worried about like not being fun in right. this other way or not being like super nurturing in this mm-hmm. one way. Maybe you don't like to cook, mm-hmm. but you are, you know, great at like sitting and playing with your kids. Right. So mm-hmm. those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, just in my opinion, if you're a new mom, especially like you will and should remain yourself. And yeah. even though it's one of the hardest, loveliest biggest things to happen to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I really clung to things intentionally that made me feel like myself Mm -hmm. because it can be just such an assault on the senses and the self like, okay. And especially, I mean, I didn't even have the breastfeeding and the physical part of it, but like your body is even literally not your own as a new mom often. And so it just, I I remember making a list of like little things that made mm-hmm. me feel like myself, like mm-hmm. doing my nails, watching Friends, like, mm-hmm. and just clinging to those that were just for me mm-hmm. on purpose, mm-hmm. um, and that that is okay and in fact like essential. Yeah. So yeah, there's my soapbox about okay. remaining yourself. Very,
1: it's very <laughs> important. So I feel really similarly. Like I said, I feel like in so many ways I've changed or grown just more into myself. Mm-hmm. Like I will say, I just and maybe this is partly just being midway through my 30s too but I just feel more like myself yeah. than I ever have yeah. and I do think part of that is motherhood like we talked about um The time you have for yourself becomes more limited. You are really forced to look really hard at priorities. Mm -hmm. Like, how do I want to be? How do I want to be in the relationships in my life? And so I have really found it to be this, you know, ultimately opportunity Mm -hmm. to like lean more into the Mm -hmm. things that are more important to me, to let go of the things that um, are less important to me. Um, But I will say just some of the like super important things to me I still love my routines habits and schedules Mm -hmm. and probably even more so yeah because now with more limited time Mm -hmm. and like I said the time that I can get to myself or to get something done is more limited so I think I'm even like more productive Mm -hmm. and more committed to doing things like that um I still love to work on my creative work, my writing, my podcasting, just giving myself space for that. And I think that's that has become just an even more important part to me, like seeing that that is actually essential and it's really important for me to prioritize Mm -hmm. that. Um, Still needing that time to myself, like reading the creative work, just or with friends, something like that. Still want time with just Chris. Yeah. Um, That's a big one. Yeah. Like just... That this relationship, this foundational relationship Mm -hmm. is still so important. Mm -hmm. And as much as we love our kids and love spending time with them, I think it just makes that time with just Chris all the more precious Mm -hmm. and like making sure that that we're getting that. So those are just some of the things Mm -hmm. that came to mind. Okay, let's talk about what have been the most challenging or surprising aspects of the transition to motherhood for you.
0: Um, I think something that's been interesting, and again, I feel like it's because of some of this narrative that like, you're just going to instantly fall in love and mm-hmm. and that may be true sometimes, mm-hmm. or it may be true on a certain level, mm-hmm. but, um, finding out that parenting, the parent child relationship is a relationship. It's mm-hmm. not just all this inherent thing that's mm-hmm. going to happen. And, and maybe I'm extra like keyed into that because my kids aren't biologically mm-hmm. mine that, um, it's a relationship unlike any other for mm-hmm. sure, but it also takes, it also plays by a lot of the same rules. Mm-hmm. Like you have to work mm-hmm. at it to be good, mm-hmm. you know, for it to be good. You have to consider the other person, even when they're not considering you, right. which is I think why it's hard to remember sometimes because the give and take mm-hmm. is not quite the same, Yeah. Um. but that there's still that building and it's just, yeah, that's kind of taken me like a while to figure out like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, this is going to be something we grow into together and it's going to evolve as we evolve as individuals. And we're going to have rough patches Mm -hmm. and it doesn't make me a bad mom. It Mm -hmm. means we're going through a rough patch. Mm -hmm. I think that's one thing that I've been really even talking about in therapy, like feeling bad about maybe, you know, certain things that I, the Mm -hmm. way I handled things at the beginning when Mm -hmm. I was stressed out and we were under this ridiculous pressure with the case and everything. And she's like, yeah, but like do you feel bad about every time you've gone through a rough patch with your husband or do you just think that that's like Mm -hmm. what a loving relationship is like, you're going to have ups and downs and I'm like, Oh yeah. It's not just, Mm -hmm. yes, there's a basic level of I'm the adult, Mm -hmm. you know, and I need to provide a certain level of, or a standard in our relationship, but that there's going to be those ups and downs and Mm -hmm. that's okay. Mm -hmm. Even when they're babies. Yeah. Like you may not enjoy them particularly for a while and that's okay. Right. Um, Something that did surprise me too was just what an assault on the senses Mm -hmm. children living in your home is. (laughs) I really thought that I was like, I, that would not bother me because uh-huh. I was a teacher. I had 28 kids in a classroom yeah. and like just the level right. of energy and noise that that brings, right. no matter how great that classroom is. Like I thought, oh, well, I'm surely to it. two mm-hmm. in my home is not right. going to like throw me over the edge just from a noise, energy, whatever perspective. But it is different mm-hmm. when they are in your space. And you wake up in the morning and they're there Mm -hmm. and you, yeah, it is so different. And Mm -hmm. that did not, that did take me really by surprise. Um, Just the sensory overload. I did not know how introverted I was until Mm. I had kids. Mm. I really didn't. I thought that I was like, why am I so on edge all the time? It's like, oh, I need an hour in my room. Right. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Um, Yeah. So just how teaching... Translated in certain ways, like organization and kind of understanding child development, but it did not translate in mm-hmm. the ways that I hoped it would. Right. <laughs> um, how personal and raw everything feels. Mm. I think that that, um, I guess, maybe in marriage or in that early dating relationship, mm-hmm. you know, that romantic relationship is the only thing I can even um, relate it to. But uh-huh. yeah, just so personal. Mm-hmm. So personal. Mm-hmm. And again, by a little individual who... Yeah is acting like a terrorist right. half the time at two years old. And right. so like when I'm trying to love you, especially when you I started there, is like everything felt like an attack on mm-hmm. me as a mom. You know, everything felt like I was messing it up. And mm-hmm. so it just, it's going to feel like that at first and mm-hmm. it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, just how cyclical everything is. Mm-hmm. I guess I didn't really, you think of child development as a little bit more linear. Right. And it really cycles back around Mm -hmm. like you'll go through these, you know, big times of like big feelings and behaviors and whatever. And then it's usually followed by like a big jump in development Mm -hmm. and then it comes back around again, you know, a year or so later. And, and that it would feel like that for me too, Mm -hmm. that I would have these times where I was feeling really on top of it Mm -hmm. and like, okay, we got this. And then times when just like the day-to-day stuff was so hard. Uh And instead of being like, what is wrong with me? Right. Just realizing it all comes back around, you know, or you can get back out of that again. Mm -hmm. So lots of surprises.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Motherhood is full of surprises. Um, Okay. One of the first things that came to my mind in terms of being challenging or surprising was lack of sleep and how that Dominated our whole life for probably a couple of years. And we had a particularly bad sleeper. And it is one of those things. Chris and I were just talking about the other day because now the boys have been will randomly have days when they are taking hour plus naps mm-hmm. on the weekend mm-hmm. or sleeping in sometimes till six forty five, which is unheard yes. of yes. for my children.
0: Listeners of of <laughs> <Yes>. yours, you <laughs> yes.
1: will know how crazy that is. And so we were just kind of saying like, oh, maybe they're going through a growth spurt. Maybe it's because they've been active or maybe it's just we'll never know why yeah. because that was yeah. always how sleep felt to us. Well, now let's try this. I have no idea if this is working. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just bewildering. We were so tired. Um, you know, never before had we experienced so many just sequential nights of bad sleep and seeing how chris and i both function on yeah. little sleep yeah um anyway because why would you do that to yourself on purpose <laughs> exactly. otherwise like
0: you don't get the opportunity exactly to out.
1: exactly so that was incredibly hard <laughs> glad to be past that um Definitely just the not getting enough time to myself. Like you Mm -hmm. said, needing that Mm -hmm. introvert time and then not getting that time with Chris. And, and it's like, you're, you might be with your partner cohabitating all the time. So you're like, I'm with them, but it is not quality time. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or like, why am I getting so frustrated and Mm -hmm. annoyed, you know, just being on edge. So that was really hard. Um, One thing. I remember feeling was because of my love of love of schedules, habits, and routines, feeling like I had to start over from scratch, mm. like when I had dash in mm-hmm. particular, I remember going back to work and it was like still needing to accomplish the same things and like going to the same place, but feeling like the whole game had changed, yeah because now. Even it was like, I don't even know what time we need to leave. Like it still, it took a while to even figure that out, to do the daycare. And suddenly I didn't just have to bring my work bag and my lunch. I needed his bottles and his diapers and it just felt so confusing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like just Mm -hmm. all of it. And so I just remember feeling kind of like the rug had been pulled out Mm -hmm. from underneath me, like our weekends changed totally, you know, (laughs) that was a surprise too, right? How not
0: relaxing that was at first.
1: Yeah. You kind of have, you know, it, it wasn't like I thought, oh, you know, a baby will arrive and everything will stay the same. But I guess it's just until you go through it, it like really surprised me Mm -hmm. almost how different it was, but how I think I still wanted many of those aspects to be the same
0: and not knowing that I you mean, were even missing it. Like, yeah. why am I feeling so like right. resentful right now? And it or... was
1: like, well, can it ever get back? Yeah. Or is that something I just have to learn to totally let yeah. go of? And it is totally going to be different. Um, and so I think that was just kind of bewildering. Um, I think just generally being a full-time working mom was challenging. Mm-hmm. There were many aspects that I really enjoyed that were fulfilling, I chose to do it for you know. Continued to choose to do it for mm-hmm. many years, but it's just really hard. And I just remember feeling like it was very hard to go back into the office mm-hmm. with like my bosses and my department's expectations, mm-hmm. and just feeling like, well, but my priorities have totally
0: changed. Yeah, yeah. like you know, yours all have stayed the same. Yeah, yeah.
1: I used to be, you know the office at 7 30 because I love to just get up and mm-hmm. be there early and you know staying till 4 35 mm-hmm. and then it was like I was trying to get to the office before nine yeah. and after about 3 30 yeah. like, so i just like I just am ready to be ready, out of yeah. here and so anyway that was just kind of interesting how that all shifted mm-hmm. um and then I think the last one just not Knowing how to deal with different hard phases of motherhood and not feeling that like motherhood instinct kick in yeah. for things mm-hmm. like lack of sleep. Even I just remember like when da- Dash was even getting like his first teeth yeah. and just being like he's fussy all day. Like, yeah, w- what do we even do? Like, I know teething is a normal thing, but what do we do? What with does this one baby? do with this? Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Same for potty training. All of that, and and all of it felt much more natural the second time for Cedric because because I'd done it before, right, right? but it was not like my motherhood instinct. No. I think I had it's the, that narrative that like, yeah. oh, you're just
0: this beautiful mother, you know, mother how to is, do yeah, it. No, I mean, even breastfeeding, you'll feeding, figure it out, but it may be the right. hard way, <laughs> even breastfeeding, yeah. which
1: is, you know, quote unquote, so natural yes. was a lot it's of work, work mm-hmm. and I think took a lot more work and took a lot longer for me to really figure out before it felt natural. Right. Um, right. And so, yeah, I think those were surprising. (laughs) Yes, totally. Um, And now I would be curious to know what motherhood related transitions do you feel like you are currently experiencing?
0: Well, I think a really good one is we really are moving into kind of the golden years here. We keep calling them And, and we even remind ourselves when we're having a hard time, like, sometimes on the weekends, well, this past weekend, we just had a, it was not a bad weekend. We had some great family time, but it was a high maintenance Mm -hmm. weekend. The kids had just been their first weekend back um, after Mm -hmm. being back in school after the holiday break. And so they kind of, they did great all week at school and Mm -hmm. kind of fell apart Friday night Mm -hmm. and just required a lot of very patient parenting, Mm -hmm. a lot of very hands-on parenting and reminders and like neediness. And so it just... We were even getting frustrated and like then we had a conversation like remember when we couldn't even drink coffee unless it was in a travel mug because kids would be like knocking it over. (laughs) Like Julia was still like toddling around or you're sitting on the floor with them Mm -hmm. so they don't like die. (laughs) Exactly, (laughs) Because you really truly I mean they can't like they get too far out of your line of sight at that
1: age and you're like okay well that's a hazard to your life. It is crazy to remember like remember how... We had to like time our showers so that you could always be watching the crawling baby, or we had to like strap them into something or confine them. We're like, I just need to take care of this thing for two minutes to go to the
0: bathroom, even like it just so. Even just keeping that in perspective, we are in this sweet space where they are still little and cute Mm -hmm. and want to be with us, and you know, don't we don't have any angst necessarily Mm -hmm. yet, but they are independent. They, Mm -hmm. you know, we can sit and have a cup of coffee on the couch, and it just makes it parenting is not, there's things about those little, little, little years that are enjoyable and they're so stinking cute. Yes. But it's just very enjoyable right now Mm -hmm. to be able to watch them grow still at like, they're doing awesome new things all the time Mm -hmm. and learning and cute, Mm -hmm. but they don't physically need us so Mm -hmm. much. And that is a nice place to be, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, I am, I feel like we're entering this interesting space uh, especially with Vanessa, I notice it more now, like these kind of pre-tween uh, years, okay. just as they're starting to become more aware socially, more aware of like bodies and all mm-hmm. the things of just this in- interesting like mother-daughter mm-hmm. dynamic mm-hmm. and like the womanhood aspect mm-hmm. of our relationship when mm-hmm. before that, I feel like if it was boys or girls, it would kind of have been the same, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, so there's just an interesting thing there. And in terms of like, um, I'm just really conscious right now of talking about... um bodies and talking about getting ready and talking Mm. about feeling your best and Mm -hmm. like realizing that I'm talking to this little mini woman, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm. this just become very like, I don't know, at the forefront of my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's, you and I were talking about this the other day. There's this social friendship dynamic. Mm -hmm. I mean, when they're two, Mm -hmm. they go with you to whatever play date, right whoever you want to go exactly. see right well there's this interesting thing now of like they've made their little friends even in the neighborhood or you know at school or at gymnastics or whatever and you're kind of forced in it's like the other way around mm-hmm. like you're yeah. forced you're being to dragged hang out along. with the moms <laughs> because you can't just like right. send them on a play date that you've mm-hmm. never met the mom so there's this it's it's hard for me because i'm very i'm like i don't necessarily feel like i need more friends right, right. now yeah i i hear you i don't And that sounds really stuck up of me, but, and I may, who knows, I may meet a friend for life, you know, but it's just this awkward, like, Mm -hmm. they're not really old enough to manage that on their own yet. And so you have to be very involved in that, but Mm -hmm. then they want something that they're not quite right. It's. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. And the kid birthday parties and all of that. So that just is like a new parenting Mm -hmm. force that we're reckoning with. But
1: yeah. Okay. How about you? Um, Well, Similar to what you guys are experiencing on the positive, just feeling like we are having more bandwidth in our life. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like I've been feeling that the past couple of years. Um, So we thought we could fit a baby into the mix. (laughs) You know, it's really funny. Um, But I mean, I really just... we have gotten out of that survival stage for sure. Like well outside of it. And that just feels so good. And yeah, just being able to enjoy them more as these individual people yes, and like really seeing that come Mm -hmm. out. Um, just the relationships are feeling so much more two way and kind of um, more distinct in some ways Mm -hmm. too, you know, as Mm -hmm. they're just developing their own personalities and interests and things like that. Um, And going along with that, I think more understanding, especially from Dash, who will be seven years old now, I think more understanding about our emotions and talking to him more about that. You know, when, when you do that, that makes me feel yeah. this way, whether, you know, both the positive, like so proud mm-hmm. and happy and stuff, or that really hurts my feelings. Yeah. And just seeing, you know, I feel like we've been talking to them in that way for a while, but seeing the understanding on yes, their side, so they're
0: able to even understand exactly. That
1: now. And that just, that just feels really yes. good. Um, And then kind of similarly, I feel like Chris and I have been talking about this a lot, kind of a a little bit more challenging transition, is figuring out how much independence to give the boys, especially because they have just developed this group of neighborhood friends. Mm -hmm. Luckily, all like within our street, um, but these kids, they just want to be bike riding, Mm -hmm. and zipping back and forth between, you know, Mm -hmm. four or five different Mm -hmm. houses. And so it's just kind of this thing where all of a sudden, we're kind of been thrust into it. It was just like, I didn't really expect this to be happening quite so soon. I thought that was maybe two years away. And suddenly, here we are now. And it just feels like we're kind of constantly evolving. Mm -hmm. We do want them to have that independence. And that's something I think we're very, conscious of and try to be intentional about. Mm -hmm. So it feels like this great opportunity to give them these opportunities Mm in a very safe way. Um, but, but then it's like, well, we trust our kids. How yes. much do we trust the yes. other kids? Yeah. And, and just kind of seeing what can happen in the kind of group kid they become mentality. In the, yes, exactly. I know what they're like, even just the two of them, like, you know, we'll let mm-hmm. them do things if they ask, they just want to maybe ride to the park and come yeah. back, like not yeah. go play, but we'll let them take little ventures out yeah. like, okay, stick together. Mm-hmm. And I just, really trust them like they're really great you throw a couple of other kids in there and peer pressure "Mm."
0: and all of that yeah exactly
1: so 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 that's just been tricky and it has felt many weekends like this is all they want to do and in some ways it's amazing Mm -hmm. because suddenly all the kids go to some other house and here Chris and I have like an random yeah. hour to ourself on yeah. a saturday mm-hmm. that's wonderful but we've said that it just can feel like barely controlled chaos yeah like with like the group a of uneasy, kids like where's yeah, the line their kind plans of are changing mm-hmm. all the time you know like mm-hmm. it's like okay i'm coming outside to sit with you watch you ride bikes i'm like all ready to be a great mom and then suddenly they're like oh we're going down to this house yeah. you know i'm like right. wait what's happening right. so just kind of knowing where the give and take and where the boundaries are. Mm-hmm. We're kind of dealing with that. Yeah. So,
0: And it's something you got to do. So, so much of parenting is like on the fly. Exactly. Like, oh, and now now we're dealing feels, with this. It feels very uncomfortable yes, to me. And I'm such a, I tend to be such a reactionary person mm-hmm. anyways, that then like I, I don't often stop and realize like, oh wait, this is like a, maybe a new stage where and I should just think about it for a minute right I'm just like well shut it down (laughs) yeah or yeah exactly or just like overreacting Uh based on like this other preconceived notion it's like oh wait but maybe they are ready for that you know yeah yeah it's tricky it is tricky. the transitions Mm -hmm. continue Mm
1: -hmm. all right well let's move on to obsessions
0: tell me what you are obsessed with lately Okay, I was just looking around my dining room. We're at my house today recording, and I'm just obsessed with blank spaces. Like after the holidays, I just feel like I... I even I don't take out like my other decorations Mm -hmm. that were out before Christmas. I'm Uh like, well, that's like a nice chance to put all the holiday stuff away and reimagine what Mm -hmm. you might want to do with a room like, oh, wait, do I want to keep those chairs? Do I? Yeah. So that's kind of my my thing. I've just been like kind of cleaning one room at a time um, more deeply without as much stuff to work around Mm -hmm. and then like seeing what I slowly want to add back in or what is going straight to Goodwill. I love it. So that sounds lovely. Okay, my obsession
1: is my, I'm calling it my on-the-go park kit. Oh, a kit. So, love a kit. So, every day after school, the boys and I stop at the park right next to school, Uh and... I always bring them a snack, which has kind of evolved over last year, which sometimes I would randomly bring a snack. And then, you know, they came to expect it. So now I'm always bringing a snack. And then it became one of those things where I was trying to remember, oh, throw some hand sanitizer into my bike bag. Mm -hmm. So before they have a snack. And then, of course, there's the inevitable scrape or yes. you know needing to blow their nose whatever I just kept thinking oh I really need to have all this stuff on hand yeah so I finally like made a trip to Target I found the perfect little it's actually like a plastic pencil box okay pencil mm-hmm. case and I got some band-aids I got a little hand sanitizer I got some wet ones and I think I just added some um, like shout stain oh, yeah. wipes uh-huh. And it just makes me so happy. It's like, oh, and a little thing of Kleenex it's like whatever comes up I am ready for it they are sanitizing their hands before um eating a snack I've got the wet ones for wiping mouths I've got the Mm band-aids for the inevitable scrape so anyway because those
0: things feel stressful they're not none of that is stressful but it feels stressful when you don't have the stuff exactly where it's like "Uh, your uh,
1: boogers are literally coming out of your nose (laughs) we're almost as like I don't want to we're having otherwise a great time at the park I wish we could stay but then it's almost like if we go home, we're not going to come right, back. Right. So it just lives in my bike basket. So it's oh, always perfect. there. And it's just the perfect to solution to grab all the mm-hmm. things exactly. on the way out the door. I it's like perfect. That. Um, okay. What about some neighborhood news? I think maybe I have, I think maybe okay. I have this one, but okay. I think we can both share in this. Yes. And that is just that here in mid January in Gilbert, Arizona, It is fall. It
0: is fall. (laughs) If you follow us on Instagram, we're like, hello, fall. You're late. we We are late. We are celebrating it. But yeah, it's definitely here. I think we were just talking about this, that something different between like, yes, we have palm trees like Florida and California and we get the extreme heat, but we also get colder here in the desert than they do. We really do get like a brisk, dry Mm -hmm. winter. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it's like 60s even for highs right now during the day and like down to 40 and even high 30s at night. Mm -hmm. It's very chilly. Very cold in the morning. And and we
1: have enough of these trees planted around, especially in your neighborhood, which is a very big neighborhood development they have planted all of these trees that change color and they all change color right around from before Christmas Uh through January. Um, And actually you have a similar tree planted in front of your old house. Yes, It is in its full fall glory right now. I purposely picked that tree out because it did that. It makes me very happy. And so, yeah, it is just wonderful. I mean, there have been scenes when I've been walking or biking around like a little Um, patio front porch with chairs and a table just covered in golden leaves. And I'm like, is this Gilbert or is this new England right. in October? <laughs> right. I mean, I really you just have tell. to take
0: yourself out of like the calendar mindset yes. and then we do get the fall. It's yeah. just not what you expected. It. it
1: is so lovely. And I think I have, I don't feel like I've really fully clued into it always happens. It kind of takes me by surprise yeah. every yeah. year. And I think I'm going to really try to start looking Appreciate forward to it. The coziness. It is just lovely. Yeah. So no, I agree. We're loving it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us, everyone. If you'd like to find us in between shows, connect with us on Instagram. where are high girls next door and find our girl next door podcast page on Facebook. You can also send us an email at high girls at gmail.com and find the show notes for this episode and all of our
0: archives at girl next Thanks so much for dropping in until next time. Be neighborly.
1: Hello. I always sing to you in here. (laughs) Tall decaf latte. (laughs) (laughs) And I was behind a, some kind of sports car Uh and their license plate (laughs) said Dark Knight. Oh, okay. So it might have been Batman. Batman. It might have been
0: Batman himself. Getting his coffee. (laughs) Was it a black sports car? It was. Okay. That's the Batmobile. I think so. So spotted at was the it gilbert the, starbucks if it was the christian bale version of batman i am <laughs> follow that car that. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly